As with every episode of Storytellers, this episode may contain themes, storylines, or ideas that may not be safe for work. Headphones recommended, and listener discretion is greatly advised. smoke during this i think you'll want to smoke during this i bet so that's gonna happen yeah i (laughs) I didn't know that you were gonna need permission for that also welcome to storytellers i'm Derek. um and for those y'all who are just checking us out because you may have heard of us through ratchet book club or through another show yes we're that fucking great um storytellers is a show that combines the age-old game of telephone with the art of storytelling and the way that it works is quite simple. I draw three cards and I get three guests. And with those three cards, I will give those three cards to one of the guests and they will start a story. Once they finish their section of the story, because it's between four and six minutes long, they will send their section to me and I will send it off to the next person. The next person will do their part of the story and then they will send their segment of the story to me. I will send just that person's segment to the third person. So the third person never gets to hear the first part of the story. The third person will then continue the story and bring it to a climax and then send it back to me. And then I will send it to the last person. And the last person will conclude this story without ever hearing how the story began. They will never hear the first part nor the middle part. So the first person who starts the story will never know how the story ends. And the person who ends the story never knew how the story begins until we all sit down together and we listen to the story all the way through. At which point we get to ask people what were their thoughts when they hear the segments that precluded theirs. And um, we get to discuss, you know, and big each other up on how great the story is. There's only been one time the story didn't work and that's because I broke it on purpose. I did. I made a rap song. It didn't work. It blew up the show. I apologize for nothing. SoundCloud needed me. Um, but no, no, they did not. I was there for that rap song, and <laughs> I can confirm the SoundCloud SoundCloud would not even take it. There was like, no, thank you. We're good. <laughs> we are good. The, <laughs> the voice you are hearing is a um, one of the one of my nearest and dearest, and also one of the voices that used to be on Storytellers all the time. Um, from the Frowntown podcast, we have Jay. Um, we are also joined by, uh, from Chanel Creating, and a whole litany of other great things that are on the docket, uh, Miss Chanel. Um, and then we have from one of, like, when y'all hear the voice, like the voice is just so luscious. <laughs> we have uh, from Sandman Stories Presents, uh, Dustin. And so I am going to give each y'all an opportunity to talk about your shows and your things at the end of the show. Um, but I do want to ask, Dustin, how are you doing today? 
or oh, yeah, it's, it's right. morning for you actually. So or noon. How are you doing today? Doing all right. Had a little bit of breakfast, getting ready to do the day, and yeah, just enjoying a, a video chat with you. I'm glad you're here. I, I'm gonna really, really enjoy this. Jay, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm uh I, I don't know how much of this is gonna get left in. So if you heard, I am I'm currently smoking. So I'm a little high. Uh, it was a weird time to ask me that question. I'm good. No, uh, I'm good. I'm having a great day. Uh, it's nighttime for me. It is not daytime. I know it is noon for some people. I guess technically it's noon for me too because like time is like... It's relative. Right, as a concept. So I mean, it's noon yeah. for everyone. So It's I mean, noon in my heart right now. I think we should have shirts in your heart. that says you... it's noon in my heart. Uh, that feels very religious and I don't like it. No, I'm good. That's that's the answer to the question. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. It's noon in his heart. Chanel, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. And I'm nervous, though. I'm coming off mute for the first time, so I need to check. Can you hear everything happening in my background? No, I can hear you, and that's all that matters. Okay, great. Um, so, hi. I'm great. How are you? you? You look like a million bucks. I'm I'm just it's noon in my heart. <laughs> Jay, you started something and I'm gonna run no, with it off. No, a clip. don't you dare put that on me. I didn't start any of this. You started there's noon in my heart. I got the That's noon, yours. noon, noon, noon down <laughs> in my heart. Go on, Pastor. And uh, if the evening doesn't like it, he can sit on attack. What? <laughs> I'm gonna make a t-shirt. So <laughs> the story that we came up with first of all the order of the story was jay went first chanel went second i went third and dustin closed out the story and i do want to i do want to let y'all know that even though i was a part of the story i didn't actually listen to the segments that were sent to me um i just passed them on to the next person um the story the three cards that were drawn were person who was locked out attacked by squirrels and what no one wants to talk about so dustin you ended the story and so the question i have for you is did you use those cards i i, I didn't see any cards i didn't know anything i just i listened to your segment and uh um, there was, there was some squirrel attacking, but actually the, the squirrels were on the defensive by the time I got the story. <laughs> uh, and I, I feel like folks weren't talking about what was wrong with Carl. Uh, Fuck Carl. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, you know, they had to get home. So, uh, yeah, I pulled a little bit of a Dallas there and brought him home. Okay. Well, um, I want to go ahead and get started. So we're going to go ahead and start with Jay's uh, Jay's part of the story. With no further ado, let's go. The sun had set, and its warmth and light had given way to the cold flickering of streetlights, causing Khaled's shadow to dance as he walked. A frigid breeze found the nape of his neck and sent a chill down his spine, causing him to quicken his pace. Khaled rubbed his hands together and blew into them, hoping to warm them. His jacket was too thin to be any real defense against the cold. As he walked, his mind wandered. What was it that Vera had said? Dreams are just alternate universes. The only difference between reality and a dream is we don't believe that dreams are real. 
She had said it so confidently, moments before the rest of the table laughed and made jokes at her expense. Khaled chuckled to himself. Who could believe that dreams were a reality? As each of their friends took turns roasting Vera, Khaled had noticed a darkness set over her face. Something about it disturbed him. Why was that? Khaled's train of thought was interrupted as he was startled by a loud clanging sound coming from the alley to his right. Startled, he strained to find the source of the noise in the darkness just beyond the boundary of the dim fluorescent light of the dying street lamp overhead. He paused as he felt a sudden chill run down his spine, but he couldn't see anyone or anything around. I should just keep walking home, he whispered to himself. The chill down his spine had found its way to his feet and frozen them in place. Suddenly, he was very aware of his hot, panicked breaths passing through his open, slightly quivering lips, and the quickened pace of his now-pounding heart. Touching his chest, he took a moment to draw breath and steady himself until he could finally move again. He took a few steps deeper into the dark, and as his eyes adjusted, he could see several trash crans strewn about, their lids further down the alley. A smile creased his lips. Probably just a cat, he thought to himself, his tension easing. Khaled turned out of the alley and had started walking home when he saw it. A lone squirrel, standing in the middle of the sidewalk, nibbling on an acorn. Normally, he wouldn't pay any attention to it, but it was rare to see a squirrel out and about at night. Even more rare to see one in a place so well-traveled by humans. As he approached, the squirrel stopped eating his acorn and turned his gaze towards Khaled. His eyes were like solid black marbles with no other discernible colors or depth to be seen within them. It felt as if Khaled could feel his gaze intensifying as he got closer, so much so that for the second time that night, he paused. As soon as he stopped, the squirrel began chittering loudly, its fur standing on end as it bared his teeth and moved tensely into a pouncing position. Khaled's eyes widened as it leaped towards him. Without thinking, instinct kicked in as he pivoted out of the path of the oncoming squirrel and turned his weight, driving it through the roundhouse kick he was now executing with his right foot. The force of his strike connected flush with the rodent, and even through his shoe, he could feel the impact crack bone. The squirrel flew several feet and bounced off the concrete with several dull thuds before trying to raise itself off the ground, its chittering never stopping. Callet watched in horror as it continued trying to propel itself towards him on a body containing exclusively broken bones. Decisively, he stepped forward, raising his foot and bringing it down on top of its head, crushing it underfoot. Blood and brains spattered over the pavement as the squirrel's body continued to violently jerk wildly in multiple directions, the last few abs of life fighting pointlessly to preserve itself. Khaled bent down to wipe the blood off his shoes when he heard it, the faint pattering of feet coming towards him. He looked up to see rushing towards him were hundreds of squirrels, each with the same black eyes as the one he'd just vanquished. When they saw they had caught his gaze, the mob began chittering in unison as it picked up speed and ran towards him with clear intent. It took him a moment to understand what was happening. And even once he understood it, he was still confused as the first squirrel flung itself into the air at him, bearing its gnashing teeth with tiny claws outstretched, grasping for flesh. He stood up quickly, but not before the squirrel tore away a chunk of his left earlobe. Khaled screamed out in pain, turned and began running, the murderous scurry of squirrels hot on his heels. Fortunately, his home was nearby, and soon he could see his familiar green and white building. By now, the scurry had slowed to a trot, hunting their prey with the menacing coolness of an assured kill. Sweating and panicked, Khaled reached the door of his building and began fumbling in his pockets for his keys, the sound of a thousand claws growing ever more intense. A feeling of relief swept over him as his right hand found his keys and brought them forward. Frantically, he thrust a key into the lock. He only had moments to spare before he would find himself beset by the furry fury of the squirrel scurry. That was close, he thought to himself. A wry smile began to form on his lips as he turned his key. 
The smile vanished as he discovered the key wouldn't move. Terror filled his heart as he yanked it out and threw a glance over his shoulder. It was too late. The squirrels, chittering and squilling, launched themselves at him, tearing at any part of his flesh as they, they could as they zoomed by. He fell to the ground and tried to cover himself as they tore at his face, ears, and limbs. Khaled opened his mouth to scream. Then a squirrel ran into his mouth, tore off his tongue, and began climbing down his throat. Khaled shot up in his bed, his body covered in sweat. Looking around the room, he touched his hands and arms. They were fine. He felt his face. It, too, was intact and undamaged. Khaled threw his head back and laughed. It had all been a dream. Squirrels, Khaled laughed to himself. And it all seemed so real. He got up out of bed and walked to his kitchen and poured himself a cold glass of water. He looked at the clock in the microwave, but it blinked back 12 a.m. at him. There must have been a power outage, Khaled thought, though he didn't remember one happening. He took a sip of his water and began resetting the microwave when he heard it, the sound of multiple claws scratching at the door of his house. The sound sent a chill down his spine and startled him so much it made him choke in his water. Khaled rushed over to the door and looked through the peephole. The squirrels were just on the other side, and they were throwing themselves at the door. Screaming, Khaled tried to brace the door, but to no avail. The hinges gave way as the door caved in, and the scurry of squirrels rushed in after Khaled, chittering with a murderous rage. Wow. <laughs> okay, that wasn't nothing like what I got. <laughs> okay. Not okay. I'm, not I'm not responsible for that. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, he set a whole different level of standard. I was like, look, all right. <laughs> that was like one of those, um, that was one of those two sentence horror stories where it was like, as the clock struck 12, Jim could feel the villain's dagger thrusting into his chest. And he awoke with a start. And as he looked over at his clock, he saw it was 1159 and there was a rattling at his door. That's what Jay just did. What I got was something not that, and so <laughs> um, I, Dustin, thoughts? Uh, I thought it was well written, and I'm now I'm kind of embarrassed that there's going to be the the fourth part of it going to be played because uh, <laughs> I, I did I did not put that that much time and effort into it. I, I did put time and effort into it, but I mean, Jay's a writer. Yes, yes, he is a. A man of limitless, limitless talent. I can say that out that hesitation. Um, They're warning you that I like change the whole time. I'm not warning you about <laughs> shit. You, yeah, I'm already aware that happened. You wrote a novel. Yeah, you wrote a novel, and I'm more came in with like a reality TV show, and I just think that's what happened. I'm into it. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm into that. it. What What I was about to say though is, Jay, what were your thoughts when you created this uh, this storyline? Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, I really, really love squirrel attacks. Uh, when they were like a person being attacked by a squirrel, I was like, dope, let's do this. Um, I've had a dream where a mob of squirrels have attacked me. So that dream has happened to me. Yeah. I've had that happen. I've had that dream where I was running from. And I mean, like when I say like, it was like, it was like, uh, it's like it's like if, if it was a Marvel film and they were like, the squirrels have turned evil. All the squirrels in the world. That was what my dream was. Yeah. So it was like you could not see the end of squirrels. It was like you look left, you look right. It's just squirrels. You look deep, it's just squirrels. So I was like, okay, I want to try to capture that. Um, and also, uh, okay, so uh, the thing that you're that no one talk, talks about uh, is I, I, I tried to do this uh, subtly and I feel like I, I fucked up. But... Um, 
So it's dreams being reality was the conversation that nobody wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've wanted it to be both dreams as in things that you wanted to attain becoming reality, being the thing that people mocked her for, as well as, you know, actual things you dreamed inside your head coming true. Being, you know, I wanted it to be like ambiguous. And I feel like uh, I wanted you to think it might just be dreams because then there's this whole dream sequence that happens but it's still ambiguous. So that was the thing that people don't talk about. Right, uh, right. And then the person getting locked out. I mean, it's just fun to like <laughs> to have that moment of like, ha ha, I did it. I made it. Fuck you, squirrels. <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh no, it's just fun. It's just fun. Uh, and then, so the last thing I will say, the full inspiration for this is uh, not Nightmare on Elm Street. But Nightmare on My Street, if you remember. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the, the thing that, that I think is, I may have misunderstood. So I think I misunderstood the concept of Nightmare on Elm Street because of that song. I thought like you would fall asleep and then Freddy Cooper would be attacking you and it would be hurting you in real life and you would come to, you wake up and then he was like, ha ha, I'm still here, bitch. I thought it was that. And it wasn't until I saw the movie that I was like, no, 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 Freddy stays in the dreams. He can't come out. I didn't know that. So like, mm-hmm. that's more terrifying to me. It is very terrifying to me. And maybe like later Freddy's. I, I haven't watched them. I don't have the stomach. But it's more terrifying for me for someone who has like all of the powers that they have, like a, a villain from your dream and all of the power they have in your dream and, and all of the, like the, like how much power you invest in them in your dream because of your fear and because of like how afraid and scared you are and whatever they're actually being manifested by inside of you, how much of a hold it has of you that just like you wake up from it and think, oh man, terrible dream and it's just fucking there still and it's like well i can't wake up from this and i i kind of wanted to play with the idea of it just being like uh, like a dream like another dream which is why i left i was hoping the next person would notice the clock was like blinking that's like my inception totem that's that's my uh that was my clue or my cue like hey you can make this a a not real thing because that's why he was like i don't remember being there being a power outage wink wink nudge nudge so like i was like you can make this a dream you don't have to like deal with all these squirrels (laughs) but if you want to you can you can deal with all these squirrels it's just (laughs) you can leave it it's yours so i wanted i wanted to make it so like you you don't have to deal with all these squirrels you can go anywhere else with this and be like it was a dream again ha ha but you know you can also like let's stay in squirrel world so I just before we go to Chanel's segment, I do want to uh, let people know that at the same time that Nightmare on My Street came out, the Fat Boys also put out their own version of a Nightmare on Elm Street song, and it's not worth it. So with that <laughs> said, with that said, let's go ahead and get to Chanel. You've already apologized. I think you have nothing to apologize for personally. But let's go ahead and get to part two. One one last thing, just to uh-huh. dispel the myth. That was 30 minutes. I did not spend a lot of time. And actually, there's a lot of, I didn't, I'm actually, the entire time I was listening to that, I was like angry at myself for one taking it. I wrote it. I wrote that in 30 minutes. I did no proofreading. And then I, I just did one take. So like, I'm just going to go pure. And as I was listening to it, I was like, ah, I kind of hate this. I kind of hate all of this. So thank you for liking it. But it's, it's a little raw. Oh. Uh, I was talking with a friend about the perception that we give ourselves versus the perception that others have of our work. It was good. You just 
you expect perfection from yourself. Well, of course. We've had I don't expect perfection from you. I've known you for too long. You so let's go, <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and get to Chanel's uh, section. This is part two um, of, yeah, I don't even know what I'm going to name this show yet. Okay, let's go. Storming into the apartment, creating a strong gust of wind, the army of squirrels charged past Khaled to attack the king cobra that was rising up to strike him while he drank his water unbeknownst to him in the kitchen. After what seemed like hundreds and thousands of squirrels swarmed the snake to take him down, Khaled was in shock. Not knowing what happened or why the squirrels were here, he shook and trembled, watching the blood and skin and meat of the snake be shredded and flued all over his kitchen. Covered in guts, Khaled hyperventilated, worrying that he was next. For a moment of quiet, he stared at the squirrels that had just feasted on the snake that he did not know was waiting to attack him. Unsure of what to do next, Khaled froze until a squirrel, slightly bigger than the rest of them, stepped out from the mass of squirrels and presented himself right in front of Khaled. He stood and bowed like a human. Khaled, confused, stayed silent and still until the squirrel stood back up and spoke to him in the king's English. The squirrel said, My king, the royal army is here to protect you from enemies foreign and domestic. Please forgive us for not being here when the enemy cobra snake snuck into the apartment like a thief in the night here to take down the ruler of our squirrel kingdom. Kala was confused, child. He said, What? Looking around, the other squirrels had started to bow in reverence to their king. Khaled wiped his eyes, shook his face, ran to the kitchen sink, splashed water on it, and said, Something right. <laughs> he turned back around to see if it was really real, and he was still covered in snake guts and being looked at with reverence by an army of squirrels. Just then, he noticed out of the corner of his eye that through the kitchen window, there were more squirrels coming to line up on the clothesline outside, on the power line, well above the house, in front of the yard, on the windowsill. And they were all bowing and reverent, waiting for him to speak. Khaled was so confused. He tried to pinch himself. He tried to wake up. But he realized, if this is a dream... It feels pretty damn real. He then remembered that he could understand squirrel speak. So he bent down and talked to the squirrel that seemed to be the leader and said, Can I talk to you for a moment? Of course, sire. Whatever you wish. He walked with the general squirrel into the next room, scratching his head, pacing a little bit, as if he could walk his way out of this dream and back into the world that he knew before. He turned to this squirrel and said, can you, I, I don't, what the fuck? The squirrel, understanding that this was a shock to him, introduced himself. He said, I am Hakim, General Squirrel. I'm not sure what's going on, but you appointed me to lead your squirrel army. 
We're here to protect you, as is our duty. We are bound. Khaled scratched his head again, and then he said out loud to both of them, Fuck it. Let's see where this dream takes me. So we turned and said, What's the name of this planet? And the squirrel laughed and said, Sir, how do you... Uh, forgive me. Of course. I'm happy to answer. During the Great Squirrel Rebellion, your family were the only ones to stand for our rights as rodents. Now we inhabit this planet, the planet of the squirrels, and choose you as our ruler today and forevermore. Your father was king, and your father before him was king of our planet. The rest of humans, however, are banished to live in trees and forage for foliage that falls during the autumnal seasons. We treat them like outdoor pests who cannot come inside. Our great enemy is the Snake Clan, and they try to send mercenaries at any time to take down our regime. But we, the Squirrel Army, are here to protect you, my leash. Any other questions? I, I do have some questions, yes. I was going to say, Jay, any other <laughs> I want to start with, I absolutely love this. This is amazing, and you really undersold it. It's so damn good. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I do have some questions. Uh, first, uh, the squirrel was speaking in the king's English, but but he's the king, so wouldn't it just be callous English? Um, also, uh, what world are they on? Because it, he never answered. He was just like, ha, 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 let me tell you the story of the history, but he never answered. So now I'm like, well, okay, what earth is it on? It's just, is it just planet of the squirrels and like just earth, but like squirrels. And then like, how is like, who's the next person after him in secession? Because like all the humans are living in trees and eating leaves, apparently, which super dope i kind of love that i just love the idea for some reason they're all white but i love the idea of humans just walking around eating leaves like oh, oh, oh. that was hilarious to me how is he making kids though like <laughs> like where's that next one coming from i'm just curious like amazing questions um <laughs> so i guess in my imagination it was earth like like how planet of the apes is technically like nice they say it's not but it could be earth like it's kind of like it, ha- it actually is earth i think like in the um, in the remakes, yes, yes, exactly. Like when they rebooted it, like they clarified that Earth like went through this process. Um, I one thing I fucked up on was I meant to rewrite Vera back into that. Mm. Um, like I meant for her to be like the queen, and then I forgot. So and I and I'll tell you one thing about me. When I do that take, I say, you know what? <laughs> I give, I'll kiss it up to God, and I go, "We're gonna figure it out here." <laughs> She's, she's oh, quite like the greatest rapper of all time, Jay-Z. One take. Yeah, I did the same thing. I was like, you know what? Good enough. Let's go. But I have a confession. Okay. That was all improvised. Oh, I know. And that's yeah. the beauty. So, <laughs> no, so okay. so, you're, so, you're not the it's first not person to do that either. Here's, here's, <laughs> the here's, here's the thing about storytellers. I don't write shit. <laughs> I've never written shit. Like, it's all improvised. I alternate. <laughs> he, he alternates depending on where the wind blows. And so that's the beauty of storytelling because story writers can write stories 
or they can tell stories. But the bottom line is, it's your story. And I loved it. Dustin, what do you think? Fun. Thank you. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. I, I see now where some of the twists that come into <laughs> what you gave me, I see where those started yet. Who knows where Vera went? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I had to write mine part down because I, I couldn't remember all the stuff. I, I had to. My bad. That. <laughs> Vera, no, that's a good point. Vera went upstairs and never came back down like Judy from Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a good point because when you're at the end of the story, you can't really afford to not wrap everything up, you feel like. I think I'm sure there's a pressure there. So you are like, oh, I do have to write this out because I need to make sure everything that um Derek put to, everything that Derek put together like clearly needs to be relevant like that's your assumption I think well yeah. <laughs> I, I, you, you would you would think that is what I would say you would think that and, and depending yet. upon yeah depending upon who you are you probably would do that I would love I would love first of all I cannot stress enough this was amazing uh, I, I I also am kind of curious as to how squirrels ate Cobra, but that wasn't high on my list. <laughs> there was so much else I wanted to know about. Uh, but this this was dope. I actually really really loved the direction of this. This was fantastic. So <laughs> thank um... you. The, the last thing I'll say real quick is that you mentioned that I didn't have to do squirrels, and I'm coming. I came in thinking like, fuck, I gotta do squirrels. I um, I, I do want to say without going too far into other episodes of Storytellers, because every story is a different one. Um, the last episode that I did prior to this one, um, I started off with the guy being an ice cream truck driver. And by the end of it, he was a mass murderer. So it's Storytellers. Right. This, Those are this very why- different. This is why we play the game. <laughs> this is literally why we play the game. If you leave one thing out, all of a sudden, it just, but it's not, you know what? It's the beauty of it all. And it's the beauty hey, of the art. He's got those coolers in his truck, man. He can hide bodies there all day. Yeah. And I mean, you it, could be both. It, it's literally diversify. <laughs> it is literally noon in his heart all the time. Oh, God. with no further ado let's go ahead and get to my segment (sighs) yeah (laughs) Khaled stared at Hakeem mouth agape he wasn't quite sure if he was dreaming I mean the blood on his face felt real and the cobra guts definitely smelled real. But this squirrel was telling him that he was the king of their nation and that they were tens of hundreds of thousands strong, a squirrel army waiting to serve his every need. They also told him that people lived in the trees and were treated as pests. They weren't allowed inside houses. I mean, not that they could get inside the houses because it was really fucking small inside of a squirrel house. But still, they might want to do it. Also, that was why Carl was up there all the time. That makes sense, Khaled thought to himself. So, 
General Hakeem repeated. Do you have any questions, my liege? Um, a few? Just a, a couple? Okay. What are they? I will answer them the best that I can. Why do you have humans living in trees? We're not built to climb trees. Except Carl. You know, he's 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 got a gift. He's he's got an art and he's made a whole little tree house out of it like a fucking Ewok. But that is neither here nor there. Most of us, the bigger ones, see I'm like y'all, we can't just be all up in the tree skittering and stuff. We gotta we got bulk. And so we gotta be careful where we step. Yes, we know, Your Majesty, and initially, we were open to suggestions from the humans, but it turns out, Hakeem paused. It turns out what, Hakeem? I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Why are you trying to think of the best way to say anything? Because I've found that you humans are kind of persnickety about the way that we perceive you. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. I I can't really argue that. But I promise to not get mad. Okay, cool. The reason why y'all live in trees is because when you're down here, all you do is fuck shit up. You don't really bring anything to the table. You just take from the table. So we decide to keep you from the table. You feel me? Yeah, that that makes sense. I got you on that. But where I'm from, humans are the ones who keep the snakes in check. You ever hear of Buster Rhymes? Hakeem sat for a moment and thought about it. No, never heard of Buster Rhymes. Well, he's a legend where I'm from because he's got everybody in check, including the snakes. And I'm sure that somewhere in those trees, maybe not Carl, like don't, don't trust Carl. Carl's, he's fucking weird. He wants to stay there. Let him stay. But somebody up there in those trees has what we need to help fight against the snake clan. They can keep the snake clan in check. Thereby giving you the freedom to not need a human to be your king. Yeah, but that's the problem. See, if we find a human that can keep the snake clan in check, then all of a sudden that human will become like a dictator with power over us, and we don't want that. So what we do is we find one human like you who's afraid of snakes and kind of afraid of squirrels, and we make you the one in charge so that then you need us to help you fight them, and therefore you know that you ain't shit. I'm speaking freely still, right? Yeah, but you're a little bit close to the edge. Like, I just want you to check yourself just a little bit. Yes, your majesty. Look, the bottom line is your family is deathly afraid of snakes. For example, have you ever seen snakes on a plane? No, why would there be snakes on a plane? So obviously you haven't seen that movie. Cool, 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 cool. You are not what we look at as a champion. You are what we look at as a vessel, a strategist. And right now, we need your strategies to help us defeat the Snake Clan. Because without you, they are formulating a plan to eliminate every single squirrel on the planet. And the rest of the humans are forming up with them. This is no longer a game. 
This is no longer a joke. We need your help to eliminate the Snake Clan once and for all and keep us safe for millennia to come. Are you in, Khaled? Yes, I'm in. Tell me more about these mercenaries that they send to attack you. They come. They have come for us five times now. The first time, they took down my friend and partner, Joshua. It was a horrendous battle, and we were able to defeat them only by strength of numbers. But every time that the Cobras come back, they come back with a larger mercenary to fight with them. And this last time, they brought what you would call a exterminator. I guess it got sent from the future. And it's coming back now to take us out before we get too powerful. Wait, Khaled said. Did you say a Terminator? No, an Exterminator. Oh, just checking. So what do you need me to do? We need you to be vigilant. Because the next time that they come, we don't know if we can withstand their assault. And we need to be victorious. Otherwise, our planet, our very way of life, Carl's way of life, is doomed. Who the fuck is Carl? Like, <laughs> Vera. What? what? Where did Carl come? It just it's. Okay, I have I have some questions here as well. First of all, I want to say I do love this. My favorite part is how you did the recap at the beginning and let us know which parts you were going to keep from the last story. <laughs> You're like, this part, this part, this part. Dope. Forget everything else. Here we go. <laughs> so I, I love that. I do love this. Uh, I do question. Okay, so the squirrels, first of all, why, why are they so intent on metaphors? So, like, they really... Our metaphor-driven culture is very, very weird. I don't understand it's, it's that. Nutty. It's uh, okay, exactly. It, it's it's a that it's a metaphor. joke. It's a lot of it's a very, very metaphorical, metaphorically driven society. It feels. Uh, also, they like, okay. So they're like, we don't want a human to be our dictator, but we'll make you our dictator, and we don't re- want to rely on anyone. But we need you to save us. It's like I feel like these squirrels don't know what they really want. I just I need them to be more consistent. No, no, no. They said that they don't want somebody who isn't afraid of squirrels to run them. Like they need somebody who respects them and respects their strength. Because um, again, he recoiled at the snake. He recoiled at the the squirrels attacking the snake because he's afraid of both. And they know that they hold power oh, no, I, I, I get it. I get it. It's checks and balances. of government. Yeah. So the, the snake clan, which I <laughs> I love that they're a clan now. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love their <laughs> clan now. <laughs> no, more like Slytherin, right? I, I was thinking like, uh, for some reason I thought Shredder from, <laughs> from, the, from, from the TMNT, yeah. He would have. He would be head of the Snake Clan, right? Oh God! It does sound <laughs> just very, very old school. Um, GI Joe. I, I don't hate it. That, uh, that's why I was thinking Cobra from GI Joe. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, but don't worry. The story goes well off the rails after this. Oh, I helped. Oh, no. I look. 
here's what was going through my mind. First of all, I would like to know. Here, here's what was going through my mind. First and foremost, um, didn't hear the part where he was walking home from anywhere. So I just thought that they were all on another planet. I just thought they were already there. And 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 Hakeem was like, your father was king and his father was king. So I was like, okay, we're on a planet where this has already been set up and he's just another part of this. And they're trying to take him out. The snake clan is trying to take him out. So then there's nobody to help them fight. The exterminator is coming to take them out so then there's nobody to fight them in the future um past that i don't i don't know i don't fucking know it was it was just i, I fuck carl um i don't know how carl came into the story but that <laughs> dude it just seemed like somebody who would climb trees would be named carl who would be like you know what i'm okay with this i live here now i eat bark um carl's a vegan hippie basically um <laughs> i have one issue oh sorry i didn't know no, go for it how did they so they see so plain, but they don't know but culture. <laughs> no, snakes on a plane, not soul plane. Oh, snakes on a plane. And so, yeah, I love that. And so, like, where did they see snakes on a plane? Were they in the movie theater? Like, is it a little tiny theater? For, was it after the revolution or before? Because I feel like that was clearly, and this is on another planet, right? So is it just. How did they do snakes on the? How did that happen? Was it was it like a first, Netflix situation? First, first, we have to adopt the idea that there are planes in this squirrel planet. Why and would there not the be? Snakes are literally <laughs> controlling the plane, and this is a horror story for the squirrels. <laughs> okay, it is Earth. Okay, we established that, and this is like they play it in schools, like for drills. This is what yeah. I'm imagining. Like At the squirrel point, kids watch snakes on a plane. It's propaganda. It's like it yo, was a documentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is this isn't Earth 616. This is Earth 617. Okay. So you're telling me, and let, let me make sure I understand this. You're high I, before we go any further. I am, but I, I, I feel like I feel like something's not connecting. So the the, the plane is being flown by squirrel? No, it's being flown by snakes. It's literally snakes on a plane. Okay, so then why are the squirrels going onto the plane? Because what it's what a is that t- movie? What is that t- like? Okay, but if if the snakes are flying it, why the fuck would I go on it? I'm a squirrel, and they're my enemies. And I'm like, yo, that's like being like I'm enemies because with a person. That's what he why was would trying, I? That's what Hakeem. I'm was just confused to say. by Hakeem was trying to uplift Khaled by telling him about how this squirrel was brave enough to take over the to take the snakes off the plane but to kick then, the snakes off the plane but then he was like i never saw snakes on a plane and and but, hakeem was like you're fucking useless but, so the squirrel the squirrel went to kick them off the plane yes a, a, a plane full of snakes propaganda it was, a, it was a plane full of snakes so the so they're rambo, basically like rambo went in the so basically like 911 essentially like so basically it's 911 is what you're no, describing no, no, so they, this, i mean he didn't is, crash into the side of a building no, this is first blood this is first blood i'm settling all blood. of this they watched the Samuel Jackson vehicle snakes on a plane. Okay, and that's what it was referencing. I just okay. feel like I just wanted to come in with that. That's what I, they I'm just thinking. Uh, airlines are going to get ideas from this. You know, you got snakes on a plane. There's no leg room. Oh God, for real. <laughs> <laughs> there's no leg room now. I that's a real a good, thing. I love a good dad joke. Um, I apologize for nothing. No, um, you shouldn't. This was fun. And, I. And- I 
Also, Akeem uh, and Joshua. It. I love it. Akeem and Joshua, though Joshua was dead, I mean, yeah. RIP. But yeah, I liked it. I was like, oh, I felt for Akeem in that moment. I was like, I yeah, wish he, wait. I hope he finds some solace. Wait, I, I loved how Akeem like, was really going the fuck off. And and even though, um, uh, what's his name? Khaled was like, I don't know what's happening. What are we doing? He was like, oh, you're going too far. So he was definitely okay with being royalty when it was talking to him crazy. He was like, oh, know your place. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. I, I mean, it's it's just this is the beauty of taking the story. And as soon as I heard your story, I was like, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going with this. This is about to be some fun, off the wall type shit. And once I make that decision in my head, at that point in time, then we're just running. We're off to the races. So I improvised again that entire segment and just let it flow. And so if this, if if Joshua had made it through the story, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. But I'm more concerned about if you heard the phrase exterminator and realized that they had brought exterminators out to kill the squirrels in one of their battles. Like the humans were coming down from the trees and were like, I used to be an exterminator. I can help the snakes out if you let us down from the trees. But that's just me thinking after the fact. Um, and I'm, 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 it's, 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 I, I love ran out it of now. Time. Yeah. Thank you. No, no, no. That, I love that. The, the adults are like, hey, can we can really work something out? They're like, no, we're good. Stay no, up there. But, so then they went to the snakes and they're like, snakes, if you, if you let us down, we'll, we'll take them out. But you Why know are what? Humans bargaining with snakes. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, real talk, real talk, humans have been bargaining with snakes all our lives. Isn't that I deep? Just, Isn't that just deep, Jay? We've not, been, no, we've been I'm not high enough for that. Not high enough for that. We've been trusting snakes since Adam and Eve, dog. I feel I, okay. I, I just feel like I feel like if I have extermination abilities, snakes are on the menu. <laughs> if you got extermination, if you got extermination, oh, that's powers, why it didn't work. If you got extermination, the my bad. The double cross should be like inevitable, right? No. Yeah, you get the it. Funny thing, the funny thing about it is. If you can be, if you can exterminate things, none of this shit should have happened in the first place. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you can't exterminate things. Maybe that's just how you get out the trees. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And by the way, we are not advocating violence against animals in this show at all, but the shit is funny. So the next, the 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 end of the story is done by Dustin. And, um... <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Let's go. Let's do it. Khalid knew he had to do something. The Cobras had already taken out Joshua, and it was only a matter of time before the snakes returned and finished everyone off. Then Hakim told Khalid about the coming, the day when the mighty Cobra army would return. And when disaster strikes, it was going to be an E-L-E. An ELE, said Khalid. An extinction-level event. This is the final world front. And then, anarchy. Khalid pondered the anarchy of the snake clan wiping out all of the squirrels and the sadness that would follow. What would come next? Would there be some sort of squirrel genesis that repopulated the planet? This is no time for Phil Collins, Khalid. Sorry, Hakeem, I was just cataloging our options. 
Huh, I'm a Sears and Roebuck kind of squirrel myself. What? Nah. No, never mind. We have to move. It ain't safe here no more. Is there any way to get Carl trained well enough to defeat the snakes? I doubt it. He's been climbing up trees and acting like a nut and trying to get us to follow him. Maybe he's onto something, or maybe he's possibly on something. He is blessed, though, I will say. Okay, I think I have a plan, Akeem. We are going to let the snakes come in and think they won, but we are going to lay a trap. The meat that they will consume will have poison in it. We just have to make sure everything remains raw. Hakim liked the plan. The squirrels in Holland gathered the poison from a convenient local poison well and laced some dead squirrels with it. All was going according to plan. All they had to do was wait for the big bang and Carl would be the new ruler, for he was blessed when he didn't black out. Suddenly the snakes started popping up left and right. It was mass hysteria. Khalid and the live squirrels hid in the tiny squirrel homes, with only a few limbs sticking out on Khalid's part. As the snakes feasted on the fetid flesh, they had no idea that they were stopping their whole species from ever coming back. As long as they were back on their BS, they were going to experience death and extinction-level event too. This was the wrath of God. The snakes slowly and agonizingly perished. They had forgotten the cardinal rule of chess boxing, and that was to protect their necks. Carl observed what was happening, blacked out, and when he came to, his vision had shifted. Quick, he said. Put your hands where my eyes can see. But be careful, because this might be dangerous. Khalid slowly palmed the man's face, and he felt like he was transported to some sort of arcade. All sorts of brilliant colors and flavors danced in his ears. Smells filled his eyes, and he saw an 8-bit version of himself. As he tried to touch it, it faded back into the ether, and Khalid woke up again in the tree. It was daytime again, and he needed to be getting home. He spoke to his dog, Carl. I saw squirrels everywhere, dog, and then I was bust-a-busting snakes, and every time I killed another, there was another one, uh, and another one, uh, and another one. And you were there, but not really, but kinda. And you took me to a place of smells and colors and a million other sensations, and there was a video game version of me. And we did some sort of dance-dance revolution together, and, and, and... Carl looked up. Congratulations, he said roughly. You played yourself. But who shot J.R.? The end. Okay. Okay. Lots who's of references to that first? one. Who's going to applaud him first for this one? <laughs> Who's going first? Bruh. I'm still trying to like keep up with all of the references to Buster Rhymes songs. I have to re-listen to it, okay? That was amazing. It was fun. I really liked it. Um, 
f- way fewer questions, though. I will say that. Uh, <laughs> I do want to know what you were thinking. What, were you just like, oh, I'm going to do as many Busta Rhymes references as I can. Also, why not break your neck? Why not break your neck? Where, where was it? I was waiting hey, for hey, it. Hey, 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 hey. No, you, no. You I have me. questions. <laughs> break you your got- neck? Light your ass on fire? There's so many other Busta Rhymes songs that you could have just dropped in there. Yeah, I was, I was going through the albums. And, <laughs> okay, uh, albums. Okay, okay. Fair, fair. <laughs> right, I, I did in some songs, too. So, yeah. I, I want to point out that he did get touched in there. And put your hands where my eyes can see. Yeah. And Everything Remains Raw, which are like three of my favorite songs by Bus. So, I'm okay with that. That was fantastic. <laughs> I laughed all the way through. I thought that was wonderful. It was fun. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. I'm just glad that you really wanted to party with me. Like, I was scared of what was going to happen next. Um, (laughs) I was, I was, after hearing all three of y'all, I was like, oh, shit, mine's coming up next. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) But, but y'all's reaction was, was lovely. It was, it was really affirming. So, um, Dustin, you know what? Chanel, what were your thoughts on that one? I mean, I think it was fantastic. I love that. I think the production value is strong. I get the, the compliments on your voice. It sounds like you really did great. Um, I also thought the dialogue was very good as well. It felt very believable. I very, felt very in character. Um, I... Yeah, I mean, I have no notes. Like, I just thought it was, I, I feel like you understood the assignment and I like where it ended because it doesn't feel like Jay's made no sense, but it also feels like the story completely evolved. So for I, me- I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> at this juncture, it felt like a dream within a dream within a dream because he still woke up at the end and was telling uh carl his dog as they're in a tree about what happened and then carl was like yes but who shot jr which means he has a talking dog which means he's still inside of a dream and that is so dope to me like that is perfect like this dude is now like yo how do i get out of here and and that's that's that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Um, I love when I come away from stories feeling like my part was probably the weakest part of the story. Um, no, no, no. I'm not saying that like any of the parts were weak. They were all strong. But I feel like this was just, this was beautiful. It really was. And um, to go from a Halloween murderous squirrel story <laughs> that Jay started off with to getting basically a verbal Buster Rhymes um uh, concert, I, 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 I have no complaints at all. Um, so yeah, Jay, you got any thoughts from where it started from to where it finished? No, I think it's dope. Uh, I feel like it's, um, I like totally the shift. So my, my shit was dark. Uh, in retrospect, maybe I shouldn't have wrote it while like super high in the dark. Like I was just in the back room, dark. Like if all the lights were turned off. I'm like, yeah, squirrel's gonna fucking kill everyone. So I mean, like, okay, I get it. Like it, it was intense. Um, I like the, I do like the tone shift, uh, and I also like that even though the tone shifted, I feel that there was still kind of like throughout some menace uh, from the squirrels uh, because you know, in in Chanel's story, they straight up and down fucking eat a cobra. <laughs> which did not know squirrels could do. But Thought you got to was... keep in mind that if there's so many 
squirrels running into a house that you feel a gust of wind fly past you. Mm-hmm. Ten fifth graders can whoop any man's ass. So it's like a hundred. I'm not. I'm not saying that they could. I'm not saying that they couldn't take a cobra. I, I, no, that is not my doubt. It was the eating part. They ten the fifth cobra. graders could 100 percent whoop a grown man's ass, but could they eat him? Like it's a. That's a that's a different step of domination. That's like I mean, but, like, but the way I look at it is like this. I'm not when I, a man again, not killed, saying it's wrong. Just saying no, that that's the but, part that stood out that I loved. When a man killed a dragon in the books that I read, and I'll be reading the Eyes of the Dragon somewhere down the line for Ratchet Book Club. But when they kill the dragon, one thing that they always do is they eat the heart of the dragon uh, mm-hmm. raw um, to prove their dominance over something that's bigger than them and has dominion over them. In all honesty, and that's what I took it as. What it was meant to be? I don't know. But it I, was dope. Yeah, I would just say that they say that snakes are like the predator of squirrels. That's the only reason why it was snakes. I, I, I thought it was lovely. I, I was I was not expecting a cobra to show up. And then when it did, I was not expecting to get eaten by snakes. And then when that happened, I was not expecting the squirrels to start. No, sorry, excuse me, not eating snakes. I expected to get eaten by squirrels. And then when that happened, I didn't expect the squirrel to be like, yo, what's up? My name's Akeem. Um, I did not expect him to be like let me tell you how things work but first let me let you know about Joshua my partner in life who's dead now I just need you to know that that Joshua's dead was not expecting that was not expecting a very complicated scheme to fool snakes nor was I expecting a clan of snakes that part of it was very unexpected I don't think of snakes as being like an organization but it was crazy that they were organized and murderous and then finally, I, to your point, I was not expecting. I knew there was going to be a Buster Rhymes uh, pun. I knew there was that they were coming. I was one hundred percent certain. As soon as you said Buster Rhymes, like, oh shit, here we go. And then what I was not expecting was it from was it to not come from you. I was like, oh man, he didn't make any Buster Rhymes puns. We made it, yay! And then bang, <laughs> Dustin started, and I was like, okay, nope, we didn't make it. Here we go. And then it was just a roller coaster of puns where I was like, are there more? Yep, there are. There's more. There is more. And I love that it existed with, like, it wasn't just four puns. Like, here's a vehicle for me to deliver puns, but it actually fed into the story. And I, I to your point, I also like the end where, like, uh, it is all started with, like, is this a dream? Is this not a dream? And that kind of, like, tone. It's kind of dope that that lasted to the end so that mm-hmm. it is kind of like, is this a dream? Is it not a dream? That part mm-hmm. of it, it's, I find it interesting that that's what made it to the end. <sighs> and the squirrels. The, uh, I was worried the who shot JR would be a very dated reference. Oh no, I, we're, we're, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're old, you're good. Well, talking uh, about JR Smith, right? JR Smith? You played yourself. Uh, and another one. Yeah, oh, that was uh, great. Those were great. You mixed it in. The, the, everything for the kids, something for the grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> Fun for the whole family. <laughs> I'm the grandparent and the child. Um, so I want to thank each of y'all for joining me for this show. Um, one of the most beautiful things about storytellers is when folks realize that they can create a story. Uh, each of you... Jay didn't. Jay was already first in this. Uh, but y'all were like, yo, I don't know if I'll be able to do this, but I'm I'm definitely interested in trying it. And I think you did an amazing job. Um, 
you're always welcome back. Actually, I have an idea uh, for your next uh, show. The next time we have you on, it'll be the three of you again and myself. Uh, and I'll, it's going to be phenomenal. Um, but before I tell folks about uh, where they can donate to the show and things of that nature, Chanel, uh, tell them something about yourself. Tell them something about your shows. Um, the floor is yours. Thank you, Derek. I am Chanel Creating. Um, my website is www.chanelcreating.com. Chanel like the perfume. Um, I am a writer and a improviser and performer. Um, and I'm currently nomadic, meaning like I will. I don't feel like I live anywhere. I live everywhere, um, but not a not homosexual though. It's like a it's a cuter version of that. Um, I love to do podcasts, and so I'm a part of uh, different groups that Derek podcasts with. Have been on his show, one of his shows, and it was an honor. Um, and I'm right now in between projects, but I'm getting motivated to start my show. Um, so I'll be doing some more podcasting soon. So you can see that on the um, you can see that on the website, and also working on writing some scripts. So that's my whole thing. Dope, Dustin. Thank you. Tell them something about yourself. Tell them something about your show. The floor is yours. Yeah. Um, I'm an educator. Been living in Korea for 13 plus years. Going to be moving back home soon. So that's going to be a, an exciting ride. But in the meantime, I'm just teaching and podcasting. And that's that's just me reading stories on Sandman Stories Presents. You know, going getting that uh, public domain stories and just kind of getting my NPR voice on and bye, bye Chanel. Get my NPR voice on and, and, and talking to the folks and, and just being real chill, hopefully putting some people to sleep. And uh, yeah, I've been, I think this is the first time we've collaborated. It is. But I'm definitely down to, to do more stuff together. And I am a big fan of, of Ratchet and Wretched, uh, you know, Ratchet Book Club and, uh, and the storytellers and, you you've got so many things going on, man. I, I don't know how you can juggle all that. I'm I'm just trying to keep my one pot podcast on track. But it was a it was a great pleasure to be with y'all. And yeah, I, I think I, I learned some stuff about storytelling through this. So uh, I was I was worried, but y'all y'all really uh, did an awesome job. And uh, I would say as as a '90s hip hop kid, uh, Dana Dane has an awesome song about nightmares. He does so. You know, yeah. but my favorite song for his was always Dana Dane the Fame. So Dana Dane the Fame. So that's why I didn't <laughs> even think about it. Um, but gosh, now I'm gonna go back. That's true. Yep. He, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Now I gotta go and put that on a playlist. Um, and yeah, I love your show. Um uh, Sandman Stories is I don't even listen to it at night I just listen to it at work and I listen to it wherever I'm at whenever it comes out I'm just like okay this is going on like literally right now so I'm grateful to you for showing up and uh, being a part of this it's it's an absolute blessing thank you for having me no worries Jay tell them everything fam um <clears throat> wow okay uh Let's start with podcasts. Uh, I am on a podcast called Frown Town. It is a show about laws and politics and stuff where uh, we talk about laws, politics, and stuff to make you get sad. Um, 
if we have uh, politicians who have been on the show. So we had uh, Ali Dalsimer on the show most recently. Uh, we've also had Alexandra M. Hunt on the show. Uh, both of them are running for the United States House of Representatives uh, in, I want to say, Virginia and Pennsylvania, respectively, if I'm correct. Uh, we also um, are currently doing some some fun on the road stuff and some Twitch streaming stuff. So uh, you can find us oof, on all streaming uh, podcast streaming uh apps i guess is what they call is that what the kids are calling it these days um the cool ones yeah yeah apps i I hate that i was gonna say sites i was like that's not right that's ew that's the 90s so you can find it on uh you can find it on all pretty much streaming services uh just by searching frown town you can find uh us on instagram and also on twitter at frown town pod if you want to check out our streaming stuff on twitch you can find us at twitch.tv front slash frown town uh, and then let's talk about me. Um, I'm a comedian. <clears throat> As in, I go do stand-up in front of people during a time when it's very dangerous to do so. Uh, shout out to me for taking way too many risks. Um, I I perform on stage. Uh, I tell jokes. Some of them are funny. Many of them are about being black. Uh, you can see me live if you're in the city of Seattle. I am also performing online. Uh, November 7th, I am going to be performing online uh, in a a comedy competition out of LA. Um, I am also performing in Yakima on the 31st. I will be in Seattle in a record store, uh, which is the most I know about it currently. I didn't even know record stores existed anymore, but I'll be at a Seattle record store on the 13th. Uh, and if you are like, yo, how am I supposed to find you? You're just listing random cities and locations and dates. Great question. Uh, if you go to jjonescomedy.com, that's J as in the letter, Jones as in my last name, comedy.com, you can find uh, actual locations with where I'm going to be and uh, when, as well as how to get tickets to any events that do require tickets. So again, that's jjonescomedy.com uh, and come out and see a show. Or if you are like, yo, I don't feel comfortable coming out. I do also do online shows. So stay home and see a show. But uh, I guess the common thread is see a show. I had a joke about how Yakima is called Yakima because just being there makes you want to yak. But I'm not going to tell it because it's not nice to the people of Yakima. Um, plus, it's not nearly as bad as Tacoma. <laughs> yeah, Tacoma is still worse. I, 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 I had a joke about uh, Yakima well, it was terrible. It was essentially just being like, uh, math. <laughs> yeah. Why did you call this place Yakima? Let's just have a real conversation about like, like what, what was, what was the point of this? And I, I told it, uh, in Yakima and they did not appreciate it. So I won't repeat it, but they're not into it. I'm going back st- stupidly, but they didn't like the joke I made. Uh, they do not like being reminded how they got that land. Um, <laughs> not into it. Anyway, yeah, so, uh, which is funny because they name it that, but they don't like talking. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going back to Yakima. A lot of burial ground. Y'all are cursed like a motherfucker. (laughs) That's why I don't believe in ghosts, because if they were real, Yakima would be haunted as shit. Like, it would just be... Just Native American, just natives, just walk around like, "What the fuck, bro? This is this is all ours. What are you doing?" Oh, <laughs> so, 
Um, thank y'all so much for listening. You could check out the show um, on uh, Good Pods. You could check it out on Podchase. You could check it out on Stitcher, uh, Spotify. The close, the easiest thing to do is check out the link tree, which is linktree or linktr.ee uh, backslash storytellers pod. Um, you can email the show at storytellerspod at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out the show on Twitter. It is Story Tailspin. Now, when I say Tailspin, it's the same way as the Disney show. So T-A-L-E, Story Tailspin, O-E-O. Um, you can also holler at me at Ratchet Book Club. I'll holler back there, too. Um, Jay is on Twitter at adjective underscore Jay. I just realized I didn't say that. Also Instagram, same thing. My bad. <laughs> Justin is on Twitter at... Uh, Dory's Sandman. And Chanel is on Twitter at Chanel Creating Again, like the perfume. Um, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Or when you're on the Good Pods app, you can go to the tip jar and leave a tip there. And thank you all for each of you who have uh, donated to the show and who are listening on Good Pods. We greatly appreciate it. Um, Leave a review uh, on Podchaser and then go ahead and copy that review and paste it onto Apple Podcasts and then go ahead and copy that review onto Good Pods. Um, and I think that's about it for uh, each of my guests. I am Derek. Thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate it. I'll be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. storytellers was provided by revolution void and it's called someone else's memories you can find it at the free music archive this is single simulcast